Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse on the link atop for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 26, The Transition. And while... Our, lesson, our reading for the day uh, is scheduled to begin at paragraph 59. I thought we might back up to paragraph 57 to begin today. And we'll read from the, uh, to the end of that section, section 8, which is the principles of... Just a minute. Review of principles. Yeah, section 8, review of principles. So we'll start at 57 and go to the end of that section. We're also mindful of our lesson today. Lesson 283. My true capital identity abides in you. And by way of opening this morning, I was just so pleased to find this little piece from Moji in his book, White Fire, Spiritual Insights and Teachings. A very simple teaching for the day that goes like this. Let everything in the mind play in this world of duality. God is playing as everything, everything, everything. Don't think some things are more God and others are less. Have the idea, have the attitude that everything is God, including yourself. With this attitude, you are really beginning to recognize and feel the God presence inside as the fullness of your being. God is plain as everything, everything, everything. My true identity abides in you. Amen. Oh, thank you, Laurie. Thanks for that. Thank you. That was perfect. (laughs) I thought so, too. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, Thanks, Laurie. I love the plane. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, friends, here's our reading list. This morning we have Lemoyne, Fran, Robin Marie, Sandra, Patricia, Donna, and Harrison. I just joined us in listening this morning. Has anyone else climbed aboard that would like to read or just say good morning? I climbed the board, and uh, good morning, and uh, I may be able to read when you're done with the assignment and you ask for new ones. I might pitch in. All right, Steve. Thanks. You're welcome. Anyone else? Uh, Yeah, Micah and Roz, and I can read. All righty. Thank you. And Roz, good morning. Okay, so I thought uh, just to back up a couple of paragraphs this morning's paragraph 57, but first I want to 
open this Section 8 Review of Principles from the very first principle back in paragraph 47. All sickness comes from separation. When the separation is denied, it goes, for it is gone as soon as the idea which brought it has been healed and replaced by sanity. And then beginning at paragraph 57. What is the will of God? He wills his son have everything. And this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. It is impossible that anything be lost if what you have is what you are. This is the miracle by which creation becomes your function, sharing it with God. It is not understood apart from him and therefore has no meaning in this world. Uh, LeMoyne. Okay. Uh, chapter 26, The Review of Principles, section 8. Eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the will of God? What is the will of God? He wills his son have everything. And this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. It is impossible that anything be lost if what you have is what you are. This is the miracle by which creation became your function, sharing it with God. It is not understood apart from him and therefore has no meaning in this world. Here does the Son of God ask not too much, but far too little. He would sacrifice his own identity with everything to find a little treasure of his own. And this he cannot do without a sense of isolation, loss, and loneliness. This is the treasure he has sought to find, and he could only be afraid of it. Is fear a treasure? Can uncertainty be what you want? Or is it a mistake about your will and what you really are? Let us consider what the error is so it can be corrected, not protected. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 57. Here does the Son of God ask not too much, but far too little. He would sacrifice his own identity with everything to find a little treasure of his own. And this he cannot do without a sense of isolation, loss, and loneliness. This is the treasure he has sought to find, and he could only be afraid of it. Is fear a treasure? Can uncertainty be what you want? Or is it a mistake about your will and what you really are? Let's consider what the error is, so it can be corrected and not protected. 58. Sin is belief attack can be projected outside the mind where the belief arose. Here is the firm conviction that ideas can leave their source, made real and meaningful. And from this error does the world of sin and sacrifice arise. 
This world is an attempt to prove your innocence while cherishing attack. Its failure lies in that you still feel guilty, though without understanding why. Effects are seen as separate from their source and seem to be beyond you to control or to prevent. What is thus kept apart can never join. Thank you, Fran. And Robin Marie. Fifty-nine. Sin is belief. Attack can be projected outside the mind where the belief arose. Here is the firm conviction that ideas can leave their source made real and meaningful. And from this error does the world of sin and sacrifice arise. This world is an attempt to prove your innocence while cherishing attack. Its failure lies in that you still feel guilty, though without understanding why. Effects are seen as separate from their source and seem to be beyond you to control or to prevent. What is thus kept apart can never join. 60. Cause and effect are one, not separate. God wills you learn what always has been true, that he created you as part of him, and this must still be true, because ideas leave not their source. Such is creation's law, that each idea the mind conceives, but adds to its abundance, never takes away. This is as true of what is idly wished as what is truly willed, because the mind can wish to be deceived, but cannot make it be what it is not. And to believe ideas can leave their source is to invite illusions to be true without success. For never will success be possible in trying to deceive the Son of God. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Sandra. <clears throat> Cause and effect are one, not separate. God wills you learn what always has been true, that he created you as part of him. And this must still be true because ideas leave not their source. Such is creation's law that each idea the mind conceives but adds to its abundance, never takes away. This is the true of what is idly wished as what is truly willed. Because the mind can wish to be deceived but cannot make it be what it is not. And to believe ideas can leave their source is to invite illusions to be true without success, for never will success be possible in trying to deceive the Son of God. One, the miracle is possible when cause and consequence are brought together, not kept apart. The healing of effect without the cause can merely shift effects 
to other forms. And this is not relief. God's Son could never be content with less than full salvation and escape from guilt. For otherwise, he still demands that he must make some sacrifice and thus denies that everything is his, unlimited by loss of any kind. A tiny sacrifice is just the same in its effects as the whole idea of sacrifice. If loss in any form is possible, then is God's Son made incomplete and not himself. Nor will he know himself nor recognize his will. He has forsworn his Father and himself and made them both his enemies in hate. Thank you, Sandra. And Patricia. Sixty-one. The miracle is possible when cause and consequence are brought together, not kept separate. The healing of effect without the cause can merely shift effect to other forms. And this is not relief. God's Son could never be content with less than full salvation and escape from guilt. For otherwise, he still remains that he must make some sacrifice and thus denies that everything is his, unlimited by law of any kind. A tiny sacrifice is just the same. In its effect as is the whole idea of sacrifice. If loss in any form is possible, then is God's Son made incomplete and not himself. Nor will he know himself, nor recognize his will. He has forsworn his Father and himself and made them both his enemies in hate. 62. Illusions serve the purpose they were made to serve. And from their purpose, they derive whatever meaning that they seem to have. God gave to all illusions that they were made another purpose that would justify a miracle, whatever form they took. In every miracle, all healing lies. For God gave answer to them 
all as one. And what is one to him must be the same. If you believe what is the same is different, but you deceive, you but deceive yourself. (laughs) If you believe what is the same is different, you but deceive yourself. What God calls one will be forever one, not separate. His kingdom is united. Thus it was created and thus will it ever be. Thank you, Patricia. And Donna. Sixty-two. Illusions serve the purpose they were made to serve. And from their purpose, they derive whatever meaning that they seem to have. God gave to all illusions... God gave to all illusions that were made oh. God gave to all illusions that were made another purpose that would justify a miracle that would justify a miracle, whatever form they took. In every miracle all healing lies, for God gave answer to them all at one. And what is one to him must be the same. If you believe what is the same is different, you but deceive yourself. What God calls one will be forever one, not separate. His kingdom is united. Thus it was created, and thus it will, and thus will it ever be. 63. The miracle but calls your ancient name, which you will recognize, because the truth is in your memory. And to this name your brother calls for his release and yours. Heaven is shining on the Son of God. Deny him not, that you may be released. Each instant is the Son of God reborn until he chooses not to die again. And every wish to hurt, he chooses death instead of what his father wills for him. Yet, every instant offers life to him because his father wills that he should live. Thank you, Donna. And Harrison. The miracle that calls your ancient name, which you will recognize because the truth is in your memory. 
and to this name, your brother, cause for his release in yours. Heaven is shining on the Son of God. Deny him not, that you may be released. Each instant is the Son of God reborn until he chooses not to die again. In every wish to hurt, he chooses death instead of what his father wills for him. Yet every instant offers life to him because his father wills that he should live. In crucifixion is redemption laid. For healing is not needed where there is no pain or suffering. Forgiveness is the answer to attack of any kind. So is attack deprived of its effect, and hate is answered in the name of love. To you to whom it has been given to save the Son of God from crucifixion and from hell and death, all glory be forever. For you have power to save the Son of God, because his Father will it be so. And in your hands does all salvation lie, to be both offered and received as one. Thank you, Harrison. And Micah. Okay, 64, in crucifixion is redemption laid, for healing is not needed where there is no pain or suffering. Forgiveness is the answer to attack of any kind, so is attack deprived of its effects, and hate is answered in the name of love. To you to whom it is you to whom it has been given to save the Son of God from crucifixion and from hell and death, all glory be forever. For you have power to save the Son of God because his Father willed that it be so. And in your hands does all salvation lie to be both offered and received as one. 65. To use the power of God has given you as he would have it used is natural. It is not arrogant to be as he created you or to make use of what he gave to answer all his son's mistakes and set him free. But it is arrogant to lay aside the power that he gave and choose a little senseless wish instead of what he wills. The gift of God to you is limitless. There is no circumstance it cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within its gracious light. 
Thank you, Micah. And Steve, would you like to read uh, 65 and 66? If you're able. Oh, I think we lost Steve. Uh, do we have a new reader for 65 and 66? I can read, Laurie. This is Lana. Oh, thank you, Lana. Okay, and it's 65 and 66. Oh, boy, my glasses are really... To use the power God has given you as he would have it used is natural. It is not arrogant to be as he created you or to make use of what he gave to answer all his son's mistakes and and set him free. But it is arrogant to lay aside the power that he gave and choose a little senseless wish instead of what he wills. The gift of God to you is limitless. There is no circumstance it cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within its gracious life. 66. Abide in peace where God would have you be and be the means whereby your brother finds the peace in which your wishes are fulfilled. Let us unite in bringing blessings to the world of sin and death. For what you can for what can save each one of us can save all of us. There, there is no difference among the sons of God. The unity that specialness denies will save them all. For what is one can have no specialness. And everything belongs to each of them. No wishes lie between a brother and his own. To get from one is to deprive them all. And yet to bless but one gives blessings to them all as one. Thank you, Lana. And is there another new reader for 66 and 67? 66 and 67? Okay, Lemoyne, back to you. Abide in peace where God would have you be, and be the means whereby your brother finds the peace in which your wishes are fulfilled. Let us unite in bringing blessing to the world of sin and death, for what can save each one of us can save us all. There is no difference among the sons of God. The unity that specialness denies will save them all, for what is one can have no special. And everything belongs 
to each of them. No wishes lie between a brother and his own. To get from one is to deprive them all, and yet to bless but one gives blessing to them all as one. Your ancient name belongs to everyone as theirs to you. Call on your brother's name and God will answer for on him you call. Could he refuse to answer when he has already answered all who call on him? A miracle can make no change at all but it can make what has always been true be recognized by those who know it not. And by this little gift of truth, but let to be itself, the Son of God allowed to be himself, and all creation, all creation freed to call upon the name of God as one. Thank you, Lemoyne. And friend, your ancient name belongs to everyone, as theirs to you. Call on your brother's name, and God will answer, for on him you call. Could he refuse to answer when he has already answered all who call on him? A miracle can make no change at all, but it can make what always has been true be recognized by those who know it not. And by this little gift of truth, but let to be itself, the Son of God allowed to be himself, and all creation freed to call upon the name of God as one. Thank you, Fran. And thank you, everyone who read this morning. And so, to highlight um, a few ideas from the Review of Principles, beginning with paragraph 57. God wills his son have everything, and this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. It is impossible that anything be lost if what you have is what you are. In 58, here does the Son of God ask not too much, but far too little. He would sacrifice his own identity with everything to find a little treasure of his own. Is fear a treasure? Can uncertainty be what you want? Or is it a mistake about your will and what you really are? Let us consider what the error is so it can be corrected, not protected. In 59, sin is the belief. Attack can be projected outside the mind where the belief arose. Here is the firm conviction that ideas can leave their source. Whoopsie. Here is the firm conviction that ideas can leave their source, be made real and meaningful. And from this error does the world of sin and sacrifice arise. In paragraph 60, cause and effect are one, not separate. God wills you learn what always has been true, that he created you as part of him, and this must still be true because... Ideas leave not their source. Such is creation's law, that each idea the mind conceives but adds to its abundance, never takes away. 
In 61, the miracle is possible when cause and consequence are brought together, not kept separate. When God's son could never be content with less than full salvation and escape from guilt, if lost in any form is possible, then is God's son made incomplete and not himself. In paragraph 62, God gave to all illusions that were made another purpose that would justify a miracle, whatever form they took. And what God wills, excuse me, what God calls one will be forever one, not separate. His kingdom is united, thus it was created, and thus will it ever be. In 63, the miracle but calls your ancient name, which you will recognize because the truth is in your memory. And to this name, your brother calls for his release and yours. Heaven is shining on the Son of God. Deny him not that you may be released. In 64, in crucifixion is redemption laid. For healing is not needed where there is no pain or suffering. Forgiveness is the answer to attack of any kind. So is attack deprived of its effects and hate is answered in the name of love. 65, to use the power God has given you as he would have it used is natural. The gift of God to you is limitless. There is no circumstance it cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within his gracious light. 66, abide in peace where God would have you be and be the means whereby your brother finds the peace in which your wishes are fulfilled. Let us unite in bringing blessing to the world of sin and death. To give from one is to deprive them all, and yet to bless but one gives blessing to them all as one. Finally, in 67, call on your brother's name, and God will answer, for on him you call. A miracle can make no change at all, but it can make what always has been true be recognized by those who know it not. And by this little gift of truth, but like to be itself, the Son of God allowed to be himself in all creation, freed to call upon the name of God as one. And amen. The floor is open. This is Donna. Um, we were told in this uh, reading that God is all, in essence, God is all, God is complete, God is real without error. So what came to me about it, this world we think we live in is the world is not real because it is an error in thought, which is impossible. We are addicted, we are addicted to the habit of crucifixion because we drank the Kool-Aid of unforgiveness. I am complete. 
<laughs> drank the Kool-Aid. That's pretty good, Donna. Thank you. Thanks, Donna. Beautiful, clear, and simple. Thank you. I just yeah. read this. Oh, sorry, it's Robin Marie here. I just love this in 65. To use the power God has given you as he would have it used is natural. That's our natural being. That's how we are created. So it is a call for us to be at peace and calm and in our source, in the source that created us. And then it says... It is arrogant to lay aside the power that he gave and choose a little senseless wish instead of what he wills. The gift of God to us is limitless. Wow. There is no circumstance that cannot answer and no problem which is not resolved within its gracious light. What a lot of uh, uh, affirmative um, Feelings are in this paragraph. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Robert Marie. Yeah, I like thank that you. one too. Yeah, this is Sandra, and I know for me, um, in these past several months that I've been working on healing an ailment that I created for myself due to lack of forgiveness. It really came back to me that this sickness that I created was due to me needing to go deeper, to integrate even deeper um, any kind of forgiveness that I thought was necessary. Uh, it, and it's just, it's just layers and layers and layers. Because not only do I have to forgive my mother and my father and my sister and my brother and my children and all the people I know, I have to forgive the whole world and everything that's gone on in this world. So this is this is deep, deep work. <laughs> and And nobody gets out of here without learning truly the art of forgiveness. Because that's our whole function here. That's why I came here. I came to a loveless planet on purpose to to bring forgiveness because that is the bridge back to love. I'm complete. Oh, thank you for that, Sandra. That was just perfect. Thank you, Sandra. Thanks, Sandra. Good morning, this is Wendy. Um, I couldn't help noticing the the line about difference and if you think things that are, oh, I can't remember, I can't quote it, but um, I got a message from Spirit this morning about difference. It is with God's blessings we greet you and we say, indifferent. <clears throat> when one is indifferent, it can have a callous quality. I have no investment here. I don't care what happens with other. I have no feeling about this. Perhaps it is better to say that one is indifferent to differences. There are appearances of you're like this and I'm like that. 
and many a relationship has ended because of these so-called differences. If you thought of other people's personalities as paintings, you would see that there is a great range of artistry in individuals creating their lives. And yet, it is only a painting. It isn't truly who anyone is. Behind each personality painting, there is the divine mind, the genius that lives in each. That is what one need not be indifferent to. This is the focus of those who are looking to the genius in everyone, no matter their painting and creativity in this art incarnation. Perhaps you have painted a picture of yourself that you do not find appealing, and yet I know that the genius is there. Let me not let your painting make so much difference that I don't see the glory and the brilliance in one of God's children. Do you see? Use indifference to get beyond differences. I am indifferent that you appear crazy because beyond that appearance, you are the self I have always longed for. All is well, and I'm complete. That was really beautiful, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks. Good morning, this is Patricia. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Patricia, um, would it be okay if we use that Mm -hmm. segue just to reflect on our identity for a minute? If you can hold that thought. Okay, thank you. And we'll turn to you, Fran, uh, to lead us in our lesson reflection today, for which Wendy gave us such a beautiful segue. Thanks, Fran. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and we're on a new theme. What is the Holy Spirit? And today's lesson is Lesson 283, My True Identity abides in you. I shall read some from what is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth. As he must bridge the gap between reality and dreams, perception leads to knowledge through the grace that God has given him to be his gift to everyone who turns to him for truth. The goal the Holy Spirit's teaching sets is just this end of dreams. For sights and sounds must be translated from the witnesses of fear to those of love. And when this is entirely accomplished, learning has achieved the only goal it has in truth. If you but knew how much your father yearns to have you recognize your sinlessness, You would not let his voice appeal in vain, nor turn away from his replacement for the fearful images and dreams you made. The Holy Spirit transcends the means you made by which you would attain what is forever unattainable. Accept your Father's gift. It is a call from love to love that it be but itself The Holy Spirit is his gift by which the quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. 
And we'll go to the lesson. <clears throat> lesson 283. My true identity abides in you. <clears throat> Father, I made an image of myself, and is this I shall call the Son of God. Yet is creation as it always was, for your creation is unchangeable. Let me not worship idols. I am he my Father loves. His holiness remains the light of heaven and the love of God. It's not what is beloved of you secure. It's not the light of heaven infinite. Is not your Son my true identity where you created everything that is? Now are we one in shared identity with God our Father as our only source and everything created part of us. And so we offer blessing to all things, united lovingly with all the world, which our forgiveness has made one with us. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 283, my true identity abides in you. Now are we one in shared identity with God our Father as our only source and everything created part of us. Lesson 283, my true identity abides in you. Amen. Amen. Just beautiful, friend. Thank you. I love the way you uh, shared, Fran, uh, what is the Holy Spirit. Your highlights were just so perfect in translating, um, the Holy Spirit's translating function, at least to knowledge. I really enjoyed your share there. Is there well, anything more you'd like to say 
anything more you'd like to say about Holy Spirit? Because I know that some of you. Yeah. I think the first the first line here is like my favorite part. <laughs> the Holy Spirit mediates between illusions and the truth. Wow. And it's a gift. Where does he say that? Oh, if you but knew how much your father yearns to have you recognize your sinlessness, you would not let his voice appeal in vain nor turn away. Wow. Isn't that amazing? We're so lucky, aren't we? Makes me happy. And the the lesson that we're on, I love that first part. The title, My True Identity Abides in You. Wow. Now we are one in shared identity with God our Father as our only source. Just always, I love it always. (laughs) I'm complete. Uh, Thanks, friend. And Patricia, were you able to save your thought? Oh, it's it's all perfect. (laughs) Good. Thank you. Okay. Hi, this is Chris. Um, I appreciate the lesson that's a powerful reminder that we could share our peace, which is our identity. Um, Peace is a a feeling, an energy that could permeate a room just by us identifying with it within ourselves as we are one in shared peace as our Father is our source of peace, it it activates the peace that was created in all creation. Um, we could offer that blessing to all things by holding it being it within ourselves, that heavenly quietness that it says in what is the Holy Spirit. Um, and, And forgiveness is such a key in removing the obstacles to that peace, that awareness of peace. I was watching a movie last night it, 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 it was violent, but I take what I like and I leave the, the rest behind. It was a movie called uh, Lucy, and this lady uh, was embracing her mind and utilizing up to 100% of her mind. And, they, you know, there's... There's uh, information out there that we don't utilize our minds at 
uh, when if I in that state of mind that I am one in shared identity with God, there's the hundred percent. And at the end of the movie, they ask, "Where is she?" And in her answer is, "I am in everything." What is that I am that is in everything and permeates within everything? That's the peace of God. So as I radiate that peace, am I in everything? Uncomplete. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, nice, Chris. Practical. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Lori Lemoyne, and thank you for facilitating. It's Jude. I have um, had this thought this morning that came and went in passing that, um, you know, as I was experiencing myself as, as the Christ um, in me and, you know, how I can say that I'm God, I'm the Son of God, I am all of creation, and you know I I I used to struggle with that as um, feeling that was something arrogant, arrogant to say that to see that I'm God because of the way that I was um, conditioned or indoctrinated as a child to, and in fact Jesus Christ was crucified for claiming he was the Son of God. And, um, you know, that thought just, you know, it came and it went, and I went to my morning meeting and and came home and, um, you know, came on the call and, and, and reading, rereading with listening to people read the, um, the, the exercise, the daily lesson, um, the Holy Spirit being the link, the perfect link in communication, um, the being, being the Christ conscious, the voice of Christ consciousness that communicates with God completely and totally in truth, which is only in love, that only loving thoughts are true. And, um, you know, that there's, through his impartial perception, pure perception, which creates um, or corrects my misperceiving egoic thinking from judging and and making differences and writing saying things are right or wrong that um you know the barriers that I would make to to complete and perfect communication with everything that is God and everything is God and everything is love that only loving thoughts are true that I can only be loving or be lovable and um, 
that my being, my spiritual being is never threatened, can't be threatened. And, and the, the perfect relinquishment of attack, of a judge, uh, of being judging, of, of condemning, um, my, my, God, my God-like mind can't be defiled. I can't, only I can with my own thoughts defile, defile or disassociate my mind from its own perfection. And, um, you know, he, J.C. has taught us in, in the, or Christ, however you want to look at it, I, I call it J.C. because it, it brings it home and more personally intimate to me that Jesus was a man and I'm a woman and, and he, he, he came to teach us the truth of who and what we are that we're ideas in the mind of God and purely spirit. And we're direct, when we're directed by his voice, the Holy Spirit, or, or the Christ conscious mind that is the only part of my mind that's real, that I can teach only love and I can teach only peace. And, and that is the Holy Spirit extending himself through me. In, instead of the ego's projection of judgment, separate thoughts, personal thoughts, thoughts of um, personal interest rather than complete a completion in the oneness and the totality of the creation of the kingdom of God, which is who and what I am. I am all of it. I am everything. Um, but it's huge. And the simplicity of it is, is in that only loving thoughts are true. And by teaching it, only by teaching it, only by the relinquishment of attacking any of it, the Holy Spirit's perfect impartiality to look on everything as a perfect, perfect idea in the mind of God, regardless of the form. Appearances, what seems to be, temporal things, that the spirit, the invisibility of the, the spirit and the grace that runs through all that manifests in form and appearances and what seems to be real is not real. That this appearance of a body in form is not real. The experience of it, I may experience, we've been taught to experience it as real, but the distinction that the Course makes is to be able to discern that the difference between what is true and what is false, what is real and what is unreal. So in, in, in taking my seat, and I am as God created me, I am formless, boundaryless, limitless, love and peace and joy. And that's unalterable. I can't distort it or change it. It's forever true and always will be and always has been true. So... Here I go. Here I go again. <laughs> I'm standing in that. That's my ground zero today. I am nothing alone, but in God I am everything. And you're all in it with me, whether you like it or not. I love you. <laughs> I'm complete. Oh, Thank you, love Judy. You too. Thanks, Judy. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. That was great, Judy. This is Roz. I was thinking, Thank you. you know, the, the whole essence of all of this is that cause and effect are one. 
And because cause and effect are, are one, there's no time and no space and no duality and no you and no me. We're all from source, and that's why we're all God. There's no difference. It's like that's being totally in the present moment. There's nothing else. And that's what everything else comes from, is that connection with the source, with God. There's nothing else. And when we believe in time and space and thinking it's real, we believe in the ego, we believe in differences, and it's all a big illusion. <laughs> it's, it's really a joke, you know. And that's where it all comes from. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Roz. Yeah, great. thank you, Roz. Thank you, Roz. Yeah, that um, the Holy Spirit, he extends, he extends himself by, or itself, by recognizing itself in every mind. And that quote from, what is the Holy Spirit? That um, it's a call from love to love that it but be itself. The quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. And that um, there's, there's, he recognizes himself in, in every mind and perceives them all as one. And that um, there's no conflict in that perception because what the Holy Spirit perceives is all the same. There are no differences. So there is no conflict. It's the only one that is one. It's perfectly unified and um, that when I deny that I am love, I am denying I am denying my oneness and my wholeness in him. And 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 I make what I am something I must learn to remember that I'm forgetting who I am and the, but the Holy Spirit's always with me always ready to remind me and it is in everything that I can perceive with my body's eyes if I, if I remember that that everything is an idea in the mind of God that God goes with me and is everywhere and in everything <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be quiet now be still Judith I am complete well, don't ever try to be quiet. I love it. I love your voice and what you say. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Thank you.
I just, uh, I'm, I'm so, uh, <laughs> my darling Holy Spirit, voice of God, me today. <laughs> the gentleness, that word gentleness, which is the quality of, quality, one of the qualities of the teachers of God. Um, you know, the, that attack, there's no attack in him. There's no fight in him. The peace, the peace of God, he is the voice for peace. And that's why he is quiet, and that's why I love that. Reminding myself to be quiet, to be still. There's no fight in it. He's fighting anything or anybody, and let God be God. Let God be God in me. There's no anxiety, just beneficence in it. And um, and there's no there's no compromise in that. There's no um, there's no reconcil no reconciliation in war. Making war with something, attacking something judging it and condemning it. The um, Holy Spirit's the answer. And all he wants to do is bring me home, restore my mind to God. And, um, you know, the ego, well, I don't even want to talk about the ego, but, but when God created me, he made me a part of him. And everything is a part of him. And that's why attack within the kingdom of God is impossible. And to recognize that the kingdom of God, our reality, is formless and undefinable and undescribable. It's, it's twice removed from, from words, letters, images, or symbols. And it's not in part at all. Its wholeness and its oneness is what makes it holy and keeps us safe and protected within it. The kingdom of heaven... The whole, and the Holy Spirit is the, the call to the kingdom as one to remember itself as one. That's why attack within the kingdom is impossible. Oh, we can't remain in it without love since the kingdom is love. And we can't believe that we're without it. The perfect love, perfect love is the atonement. And we have to accept the perfect love is within us. Okay, Fran. <laughs> I listen to you not to be quiet for a moment. <laughs> Thank you, Fran. <laughs> Welcome. Making me chuckle. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Judy. Thanks, everyone. This is Donna. And studying the... Uh, Wonderful lesson today. I kind of personal, well, I don't say I, I don't do nothing. It, it's, things are usually personalized for me, and I will give the Holy Spirit credit for that. So when I looked at the word goal and um, the end of dreams, <clears throat> this is kind of how it came to me. My goal is in concord with the Holy Spirit. I let him work through me to wake me from the dream of nothingness. Jesus tells us in, in The Course of Miracles, it is because I did not make myself that I need be troubled by nothing. I accept this truth. I am complete. Thank you, Donna.
Yeah, thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Hi, this is Robin Marie. So I wrote down, I allow myself to receive what is coming next to me, realizing that, quote, God gave to all illusions that were made another purpose that would justify a miracle, whatever form they took. In every miracle, all healing lies, for God gave answer to them all as one, unquote. Thank you. Have a good day. You too, Robin Marie. And thank you for highlighting God's answer. It's the same. That was great. Have a good day. You're thank welcome. You, Robin Marie. Hey, thanks. Oh, thank you. Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And um, I'm just really, just really loving today what is the Holy Spirit. And this little essay, these five paragraphs on what is the Holy Spirit um, undergird and form the basis for these review, this review of principles. When I when I realized that um, it is so very true what he said early on in this course that perception is a result and not a cause. Perception is an effect and not a cause. Um, I get an idea of what this entire review of principles hinges on. God would so love for me to know my guiltlessness and would so love for me to know that I remain his effect forever and ever. That there is no other cause 
But when I get screwed up on perception, I start thinking perception is a cause. And something out there becomes a cause for how I see or what I believe to be true. The whole chapter, The World Within, uh, offers the same idea. That when I allow Holy Spirit to bridge the world of perception and dreams with knowledge and truth, I'm really giving up the idea of separation. (laughs) Um, It turns out that the problem, every problem in every circumstance sources back to the idea that anything can be guilty or sinful or worthy of condemnation or separate from God. That's why he begins this review of principles with the one true thing that we can know about perception, that it's an effect. And it's an effect of my belief in separation. When I allow the idea that sin, sin, what is sin but illusion? Everything the mind that everything the mind would deny, everything the mind would deny about love and unity, innocence truth and holiness is an illusion. Therefore, truth is love, unity, innocence, holiness, truth. Perception is the belief that it's down to me to interpret what I see. Remember those first lessons, um, 1 through 20? arrive at the idea that what I see is a form of vengeance. Uh, But when I allow forgiveness to rest upon all things, truth can be restored to my mind. And that's what the Holy Spirit is, the bridge between perception and knowledge, the idea that anything is separate from God, the idea that anything unloving, unholy, guilty or sinful exists. And it's so true, just as you said, Roz, that cause and effect, God is cause of everything. And you who belong to first cause need not be concerned about anything after that. There is no other cause. And this creation, all of it, myself, you, every living thing, everything I can um, so-called perceive as opposed to know, everything I so-called perceive as opposed to know is also part of cause, first cause, truth, holiness, innocence, and love. But I, I have these perceptual distortions. Thank God the Holy Spirit bridges the gap between what I see and what is the truth. Across the bridge that he provides are all dreams carried to truth to be dispelled before the light of knowledge. And when perception disappears, he's not saying that all of a sudden I'm dumb and blind. 
He's saying that I will no longer rely on what my body's eyes see to tell me the truth. He's saying I can defer. I can always defer. I defer to the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because mind can only serve. Mind can only serve. I thought my mind was something accorded me by which I could judge what's true and what's not true what's holy, what's not holy, what's loving, what's not loving, what's innocent, what's not innocent. But that was a mistake about myself. That's why the healer's only function is to accept atonement for himself. Having accepted atonement for himself, he's also accepted it for his brother, he says. Atonement is simply the idea that only truth is true, that there is only first cause, that everything is contained within the mind of God, and by virtue of that, everything is holy. That's how a miracle corrects my perception. It was my perception that was wrong, and that's why forgiveness and miracle ride the same horse. When I allow forgiveness to rest upon my dreams, I will be accorded the miracle of right perception, which can only lead to knowledge. And that miracle of right perception restores me to my own holiness and restores creation to the holiness it was was created. That's why that fourth principle that he enumerates in I think it's paragraph 50. Just a minute, let me get that right. Yeah, the fourth principle, it's in paragraph 53 of this section. Forgiveness is my only function here. Forgiveness is my only function here because I I had a notion of illusion. I had a notion of less than holiness. I had a notion that anything could be separated from the unity of creation that anything could be less than loving. That's why he says a miracle cracks my mind. It was my mind in which the error lay. And when my mind is corrected, I have accepted atonement for myself. That's um, That's so easy to forget that I've accepted atonement for myself because my senses of sight and sound confuse me. He calls all of that a dream. And as I said before, perception doesn't disappear. It's simply what's restored to me is awareness of dreaming. I think I see bodies and I accord these bodies with behavior that I like or don't like, that I accept or that I reject. You see, my problem is in my own mind. I'm not an arbiter of vengeance, as he said in that beautiful section, your special function. That's not my function. My function, my only function is forgiveness. And when I let forgiveness rest upon all things, just as he says in today's lesson, 
the truth of love and unity in all the world is restored to me and now the world is one with me and let forgiveness rest upon thing upon all things is to offer blessing and I can't possibly offer blessing and condemn at the same time isn't that wonderful that God created us in such a way that truth and error cannot abide in the mind at the same time in the same place and so when I let forgiveness rest upon all things all I'm really doing is saying I accept creation as as it is I accept that I'm created and remain still as God created me I don't have to um, figure out how to love or be loving or or anything like that it's natural and he says that see what paragraph is that someone else highlighted it help me out here I think it's in principle number eight the miracle that calls your ancient name which is love remember lesson I think it was lesson 180. That's 184. 183 is I call upon God's name and on my own. And 184 is the name of God is my inheritance. The miracle but calls upon your ancient name and I'm restored to the truth of the love that I am. You don't have to figure out how to teach only love for that is what you are I need only let forgiveness rest upon all my dreams and my natural loving response will be apparent it'll be whatever it needs to be somebody asked me one time what is a miracle and I said a miracle is whatever it needs to be (laughs) to restore the truth of unity between my brother and I it turns out that our shared identity capital identity the self capital self that we share is such a potent unity that nothing can prevail upon it he says the kingdom of God is perfectly united and perfectly protected and the ego will never ever prevail against it and so forgiveness and the consequent miracle the correction of my person miracle is a correction by the way it's not it's not something um, that causes anything a miracle is an effect <laughs> just like perception is an effect a miracle is an effect of corrected perception so a miracle is a correction it's whatever it needs to be to restore to my mind and my brother's mind at the same time the truth of our unity he says that's why the healers prayer is let me know this brother not see this brother let me know this brother as myself and together we're restored to the capital self the unity of our capital self Um, it's also why forgiveness offers everything I want because it's a correction it's accepting a correction 
Um, I, I think I'll just let it rest right there. I'm complete. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is Patricia. Your beautiful share had a chorus line. I'll just quickly say it ran in the background which, all the time, which was that, and the miracle happens when the eyes open. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Micah. I, um, I enjoyed, I think it was Chris earlier that spoke of the peace of God, and it felt like a, a very practical bridge uh, because the reading highlighted this movement as what I could experience this morning, it's typical, as just this kind of body identification. And the reading was pointing to, in a beautiful way, something beyond body identification, but I couldn't figure out how to get to it and and how to break out of, the, get the genie out of the bottle, you know. To, and um, I, I want to highlight some of the parts that, that uh, Jesus was saying in paragraph 57. I think it's one of the most powerful lines in the book. He wills his son, um, he will, God wills his son have everything and this he guaranteed when he created him as everything. And it just, it just created this longing to like, oh my God, you know, get the genie out of the bottle. That sounds so rich and wonderful. You know, to, to to be an awareness free of just body identification, and um, and then in the next paragraph here, does the Son of God ask not too much, but far too little? He would sacrifice his own identity with everything to find a little treasure of his own. And it really created that feeling of the genie in the bottle looking through the stained glass with the little bubbles in it, you know, and then just wanting to be out, you know, and, and how do you do that? And it, and it created this stronger and stronger impulse to break out. And, um, and it wasn't until your share, Laurie, that, I, that it was this line here where you said, um, it's not up to me interp- to interpret what I see. And right then, it, it brought up the my relationship to the Holy Spirit and how I need do less and less. Not about up to Micah, uh, Micah character. Uh, it's, he's kind of a creation within the bottle that the genie is in. It's not up to him to figure out how to get the genie out, but it's up to the Holy Spirit. And so I... I and the, I opened up my quotes to the Holy Spirit, and this was the one. The preparation for the holy instant belongs to the Holy Spirit who gives it. Release yourself to him whose function is released. Do not assume his function for him. 
Give him but what he asks, that you may learn how little is your part and how great is his. And it was that kind of a something let go. And, and it is in that letting go that I started to feel a peace. And that was the peace that Chris was talking about, too. And I could feel already that things were more permeable in peace. And then, Laurie, you... Um, Talked um, when you talked about the shared identity, and that came into my awareness. This this field of shared identity it was also all around, but I could not get to that either. But I, I it, but it was seemed like it had a uh, more realizable resonance, you know, and uh, something to melt, possibly melt into, and. Um, I realized it was the same letting go into this shared identity that was the letting go of let, letting the Holy Spirit get the genie out of the bottle. It was the same letting go. And and, and it was a, even a deeper form of peace. And uh, anyway, I got there's some other things, but they're kind of on a different angle, so maybe I'll just stop there because that's pretty complete on that one that one perspective. So thanks. Oh, I could feel that, Micah. Thank you. Thank you, Micah. Perfect Maria. release. Thank you, Micah. You betcha. Hmm. This is Donna. Is there a moment for a blurb prayer? Of course. Thank you. Father, Father, verily, verily, I am awakening to my truth and being. As I walk through the dream, letting the Holy Spirit do through me by inspired moment-to-moment letting living happen. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you, Donna, Micah, Lori, and everybody. I've been listening, but I have to sleep through some of it first because it's just early for me <laughs> when it's this time of the year before they switch the time back, you know. It's dark. Thanks. Glad you're here, Ida. Thanks, Lori. You're welcome, Ida. Thank you, Micah. Well, my friends, I think to close the call um, at a very specific point, but um, when we end the recording, 
that does not signify the end of this call because there are several who haven't shared yet and we still have much to share with each other. So please stay on the line um, after we end the recording. Because my true capital identity abides in you and because miracles but call your ancient name, which is love. I was directed really specifically to Lesson 184. The name of God is my inheritance. Closing these two paragraphs. No one can fail who seeks the meaning of the capital name of God, our shared identity. Experience must come to supplement the word, but first you must accept one name for all reality and realize the many names you gave its aspects have distorted what you see, but have not interfered with truth at all. One name we bring into our practicing, one name we use to unify our sight. And though we use a different name for each awareness of an aspect of God's Son, we understand that they have but one name which he has given them. It is this name we use in practicing and through its use all foolish separations disappear which kept us blind and we are given strength to see beyond them. Now our sight is blessed with blessings we can give as we receive. Father, our name is yours and in it We are united with all living things and you who are their one creator. What we made and call by many different names is but a shadow. We have tried to cast across your own reality and we are glad and thankful we were wrong. All our mistakes we give to you that we may be absolved of all effects of our errors that they seem to have and we accept the truth you give in place of every one of them. Your name is our salvation and escape from what we made. Your name unites us in the oneness which is our inheritance and peace. My true identity abides in you. Amen. Thank you everyone who read and everyone who shared it. And may the truth of today's lesson light up your mind and all minds that share this place with you. Thank you everyone. Thank you. Perfect. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, everybody.